Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 182 from July the 22nd, 1995. Only 18 more to go. Doc, sitting here with you. How are you, man? Harper's not with us as usual, but what's up? Bruh. You gonna be able to do this? I'm tired. For people out there, he said it at the end of last week. We are doing four today because it just works for our schedule. But that means lots of audio being cut at one time. So uh, I'm gonna try not to sound blown up like Doc always does on the on the Wednesday show, on the uh, on the Thursday night show, the NWA show. No, you say that, but here I am, episode four. I am fresh. I am invigorated. I am like a Ric Flair in the last five minutes of a sixty minute match. I am. Just now hitting my stride. I love Smoky Mountain, so I am ready. Um, the real problem is is that we've done three other of these episodes. You and I ain't got nothing to talk about. There ain't no reason to do an open here, because you and I have said everything to each other we need to say for the next two weeks. So, <laughs> I mean, we've shot the shit off the air. We've shot the shit on the air. I think we should just probably jump right into this episode. Shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, uh, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry for your generous patronage each and every month. Thank you, guys. And this is taping number two from Jellicoe, Tennessee at Jellicoe High School, as taped, I believe it was July 6, 1995. So here we go. We are talking July 22, 1995, episode 182. Doc and I are jumping right into this. Les and Chip open up the show. Chip Kessler teases us with what's going, what's going to happen on the agenda today, mainly the conflict between the Rock and Roll Express and the Thugs. More to come there. And then we get Terry Gordy versus Jason Arndt. Gordy wins with the power bomb. Doc, did you have anything from that match? Rather quick one. He's eating. Yeah, that's why he's pausing. I, w- I was grabbing a little snack, and so see. Yeah, I was a little. I was a little. I can keep. I can keep going if you want me to. No, no, no. So here's the thing. Uh, Jason Arndt, who made his, I think, debut not too long ago, maybe last week with Tom, uh, Thomas Rich. You know, that's Joey Abs, right? Okay. Remember Joey Abs? Something like that. Mean, mean Street Posse? Sure. Okay, well, I got another fun fact about Jason Arndt. Did you know he was the first guy in the WWF to take the Stone Cold, the, the stunner from Stone Cold? I would not have known that without you telling me. There you go. I like to come prepared to the party. Like I said, I'm fresh. I'm invigorated. Did Look at that verif- right there. Did you verify that on Snopes.com? No, but can you run that back about 15 seconds? I had something what? from the match actually here too. I'm, I've told you I'm ready to roll on this thing. I am not going to – I'm going to give the – look, Gordy's down on the mat going for a submission. That was crazy, man. When you think about the guy in 82 and 83 that was just throwing right hands back and forth, now 13 years later – after a stroke, he's down on the mat trying to trying to work, man. That's pretty amazing, huh? Yeah. Oh, he does look slender. Ever since you told me that, I see it even more. Yeah. Mm. He got Art down for that power bomb much easier than Boo went up. So that I guess power I think bomb, you're right. 
was a million times better. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say that. So are you going right. to be able to do this? I mean, you seem really like you have a problem with your energy levels, and I'm not here to cheat the patrons. Can you do this? Can you? Can you? Shut the fuck up. Sa- saddle up. I the carry horse, you every week, asshole. Put the gas in the Kawasaki Mule, and pretend like we're going to sell some mortgages here, and let's do this thing. <laughs> Jim Kessler throws us to, um. He throws us to a match where it is Tommy Rich versus Boo Bradley from one of the non-televised events in Knoxville. As we cut to it, Boo Bradley hits a super kick onto Tommy Rich. Nice looking one, too. Uh, here's the thing. Tommy Rich wins the only way he can, which is taking something out of his trunks and punching Boo Bradley in the head with it. Because, you know, when you're a, you know, a cocaine addict, you only can win by cheating. So that's all I really got to say about that. God, first of all, (laughs) I have to continue to distance myself from this nonsense. Second of all, I thought it was a clean pen. I didn't see anything. I thought it was clean. Um, I thought Boo loaded, 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 took it out the tights, hit Boo under the chin and the head. No, no, I thought from what I saw, Boo planted that on him. You know, no, 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 no. Well, and let me tell you something else. Boo is finding new creative ways to look ridiculous. Because he's in tights now instead of pants. His hair's getting long and floppy on top, and it's blonde. He's a mess. He is a mess. See, look, he, he's got it in his hands. That's his fault. He found it in Tommy Rich's tights. So basically, after the match, Boo pulls the foreign object out of Tommy Rich's tights and exposes Tommy Rich for the cheat that he is. Uh, but Gordy comes in and jumps Boo from behind. They proceed to beat down Boo with the chain. Gordy pile drives poor Boo. Boo just gets screwed right here, and that's all I got. No, nah, man, you can't tell me you weren't sitting there waiting for the spike to come out. Ah, he should have spiked him. I think this is terrible what they're doing to Boo Bradley here is what I think. The, Asi- the Asiatic spike, dude. That shit was crazy. I remember when he left for a tour of the Orient and, he and came, came back. back. The spike. Man, that scared the shit out of everybody who was under 10 years old, man. We were well, all like, holy, how do you stop that? He's spitting well, up blood. My God, he's going to die. Yeah, when he hit Kevin Von Erich with it and and Kevin was spitting up blood. I remember that, man. That was Good stuff. Hat. All right, anything else from how that match all went down with Boo and Tommy Rich? No, it's it's we're further in the feud. So yeah, because remember we're gonna have Boo and Mongolian Stomper versus Tommy Rich and Terry Gordy at at Super Bowl. So we'll keep going. Boo does cut a promo after the footage we just watched aired, and it's very quick. He says that um, we saw in the video pack. I mean, he, he basically tells us what happened, you know, in the match and whatnot. And then Boo throws us to a video package, and I think we may have seen this one before. And Smokey, I can't remember. I know I've seen it before somewhere. But it's a video package of the Stomper, voiced over by Les Thatcher. And we even see footage of the Stomper beating down Hulk Hogan at one point in this uh, footage. So what were your thoughts, Doc, on this? I always love to see Hogan get worked. Look at him in his singlet, too. It's crazy, man. This is old footage, dude. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think we have seen that before, but I still love it. Hold on. Stop right there. Hold on. I don't have my hand on the mouse. Jesus Christ. I was getting a sip of drink while you were talking, you fucking idiot. I need you to go back to what... You know, it's a little early for you to be drinking Hennessy. Stop it. Not on that. Yeah. 
if you were just to look up and be like, hmm, who is that? Because I see these on small screens usually. And maybe this works for you, maybe it doesn't. But once it does, you can't unsee it. Does Terry Gordy kind of look like Paul Orndorff there? No. Okay. Then never mind. Okay. And why yeah. are you, and why are you drinking Hennessy at ten twelve in the morning? Got me a nice tall freaking thing of ice water here. A Vsop, right? Ice water. H two O, the building block of life on this planet. Oh. Anyway, all right. So let's go now to what Doc is talking about. Is we got Jim Cornette's militia out there. We got Tommy Rich, Corny. Um, Gordy and the Punisher. Punisher's not going to do any talking, though. And uh, let's see what these uh, these four have to say. Here it is. Boo, Bradley, you think you're going to get even with these men by bringing in the Mongolian stopper? I got news for you. You can't win this fight if you go out and bring in the UN peacekeeping forces. Right, Terry? That's right. You know, Mongolian stopper, you're crazy. You're stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Mongolian stopper, you are stupid, boy, to even want to step up in the ring with us. That's exactly right. They're a bunch of mental defectives, Tommy. You know what it amounts to? You got beauty, and you got the beast, and right there's the brains. Boo-boo, you ain't got enough to blow your nose, brother, just like the rest of these stinking rednecks. And who you gonna bring down? Everybody knows him in Knoxville, the Mongolian stomper. Now you put them two together, what do you got? I don't you know. You got the blind leading the blind, ain't you, Mr. <laughs> Bring it all down. Beauty and the Beast against the Mongolian Stomper and Boo Boo. Y'all going stupid. Thoughts from that, Doc? They shouldn't let Gordy talk. Yeah, they shouldn't. That's actually my only note. I don't have anything else. Shouldn't let Gordy. They just should leave it to as much as I don't like them. Let, let, let Corny do the talking. Uh, or let Corny you don't like Tommy Corny? Rich do the talking. No, I don't like Tommy oh. Rich. As much as I don't like Tommy Rich, leave it to Rich and Corny to do the talking, and you're good. You're covered. He's not the same guy anymore, and it's not fair to him. Yep, totally agree. All right, we keep going. We get a replay of the dynamic duo losing to the Thugs last week, and the Thugs winning the tag team titles. We also uh, see the promo from last week that played at the show as the show went off air with Morton mad that they didn't get their title shot, and Morton complaining, you know, hey. Y'all could have waited 30 minutes for for us, but they didn't. Doc, any thoughts on that uh, replay? No. All right. So let's go now to some new footage. Here it is. Rock and Roll Express. And, Rick, last week you were supposed to wrestle the tag team champions on television. You showed up late. And because of that, the thugs got the title shot and the belt. What I want to know is how come Smoky Mountain Wrestler didn't wait. You know, Robert and I have been through hell and back with Unabom and Al Snow. Now it was our time for a little payback, and what happens? Commissioner Bob Armstrong signs a match with the thugs wrestling. I mean, couldn't they wait 30 minutes? Couldn't they wait for the next week? I understand you're wanting to get in the ring with these guys, but I think you understand, too, that when the match was ready to go in the ring, and you guys weren't here. Well, things happen, and this right here doesn't reflect to nobody else out here. It reflects to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We deserve that title match. That's what we wanted. Now the thugs are the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. That means if they beat Unabom and him, Robert and I would have beat them right here. We'd be the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. And had a little payback. So, you're saying, I, so what you're saying is because uh, the thugs won the match, yeah. that you would have wanted it. 
it's cut and dried that way. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on just a second. Just because we we beat them doesn't necessarily mean that you two could have oh, beat them. Oh, is that so, huh? That's exactly oh, so. Oh, that's so. Come on. Yeah. Well, you guys come out here and the first chance you get when we had a title match, you know what all we've been through. What are you going to do? Oh, we thought you was our friends. What, are you going to stab us in the back? No, huh? no, wait a minute, Ricky. It wasn't like that at all, man. You know, hey, no, no, preparation meets opportunity. You guys were 30 minutes late. We, what are we supposed to do, man? Turn the title shot well, down? Hey, you know what's been going on with us, man? I know what's been going on with y'all, but we got the chance and we took that opportunity, man. We're the champions. Yeah, but that opportunity belonged to me and Robert. That, well, that opportunity is simple. You should have been here. It was well, your opportunity. What he's trying to say is that should be our belts. Yeah. How do you figure it should be your belt? That's what we figure. We figure we are the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. We figure all the all the hell we've been through, like I told you before, these guys. I know all the huh? stuff that you've been through yes. with these guys, but that don't make no uh -huh. difference. Bob Armstrong gave us the title. Right, guys, plain and simple. Can yeah. we can we settle this? We're professionals here. It's settle what, happened. Bob? Hey, but one fact about it is that was our title shot, and we deserved that shot. Late, man. Huh? You guys were late. Hey, we're thirty minutes late. We supposed to turn it down? No. Y'all done the All right, just listen. Just all right. What, why don't we just settle it? You want to just settle it, gentlemen? Yeah, let's settle it. All right. Why don't I take this pencil right here and write Super Bowl on it and give you a title shot at Super Bowl in Knoxville? Then you can have it, do whatever you want with it. We'll defend the title. Is that all right with your team? That's all right with me. Let me tell you that. Is that all right with your team? That's fine with us. Are you sure that's all right with you? Yeah, buddy, because I'm lucky knows what tree to climb, buddy. Well, hey, right, this is the wrong tree. This is the wrong tree. Okay. Let's action. Consider it made. There will be a title match between the Thugs and the Rock and Roll Express at the Super Bowl. And, brother, this ought to make it a Super Bowl. Thank it you, certainly Lord. should. So there you have it, the Smoky Mountain Champions, it's Smothers and the White Boy against the Rock and Roll Express, August the 4th in Knoxville. <laughs> Doc, your thoughts. What about it, Bob? Man, Morton's being rude, dude. Dude, he... So, my note was, he's got some nerve acting like they got screwed right here. And it don't... He is... He's he ain't coming gonna find off. He, they're not going to find sympathy on this show. Because we're punctual. He's. It's a bad look from him. I mean, he was late. And I like the, the thing that came to my mind was stop blaming your problems on your bad decisions. And man, life. I was just I was watching this thinking that this is how Mullet Morton sounds at his shoot job. Hey, man, can't y'all wait 30 minutes to start? I'm trying to finish up this BTT show right here. <laughs> no that, one. Hey, that forklift ain't going to drive itself. I'll get out there in a minute and handle that, but I got to listen to this show. Just 30 minutes, man. Can't y'all wait? Man, he's got some nerve, man. He's the thugs were like, on. The thugs were like, don't be late then, pal. I mean, it's pretty simple, isn't it, Doc? That's man, you ain't got to tell me. They don't have a leg to stand on here. Look, bro, you should have been there. Ain't no other way to say it. I think the people are confused, but I'm not. I know who the heel is here. I'm with you. I'm. I'm. Ain't getting no sympathy from me. So yeah, I, I, that's all I got, dude. This ain't okay. how we do things in the BTT sweatshop, pal. We're on nah, time. Bro, it, we don't. This you gotta, ain't this. We don't roll this way. You got to put in your work, and we've even instituted a new policy that if the superstar can't arrive on time, we'll just start without him too. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. We did get a promo from the Headbangers after Morton right there, and 
blowing a gasket over him being late and blaming his problems on other people. Uh, I don't have anything from the head, Headbangers promo, did you? No, I thought it was very meh. We then get the Hardys versus the Headbangers, and the Headbangers win with a power bomb and then the leg drop off the top. Uh, good stuff there from the Hardys again. What did you have, Doc? I like this. So we're now getting to the skirts from the Headbangers, and I always thought that was a nice touch. I like that piece of their 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 gimmick. And so I like that. Um, you think Corny said something to Matt Hardy about 1625? Mm, I had to watch it again. It's coming up here at 1620, 21, 3. What do you mean, Corny? Corny's not out there. I know, but look at that move again. You think he wants a... Enhancement talent guy doing that move in that match. Uh, I don't think that was that bad. I mean, he kicked out of it. Okay, I'm just asking. You, I mean, Corny doesn't like that move probably in 2020 when he ain't the boss. He also just, only did one instead of 30. That's true, but he's also not going over here. I, I doubt he said I'm just I, okay. I'm just asking. I thought this was a good match. Um, this one is crazy though, bruh. One of these guys, Mosh or Thrasher, has on an anti-scene shirt. That's a band right there. That's we're talking about for a second because they are super duper underground crazy rock and roll band that plays this heavy kind of heavy metal punk music and they're from north carolina but they also love wrestling and so they got some songs about wrestling and their singer who's this big dude named jeff clayton will get up on stage and like gig himself and he's like bleeding during the show <laughs> okay these two, and I ain't talking about like bands that look kind of scummy and the, you know, the those white boys are crazy kind of shit that your people do. I'm talking about these guys and this band play for like 60 people, 50 people in the bars or bar circuit around the country and they're living the gimmick. Yeah, that, that that's actually the words I was about to use. So they're living the gimmick, juicing on stage. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna no, see no. if I can. Yeah, you wouldn't have because most people that. Um, well, and here I'm gonna send you a picture of these guys real quick so that you can get a a good uh, visual on these guys. So I'm gonna text you a quick picture there, and uh, they ain't messing around, pal. That guy on the left, they're from North Carolina, Charlotte. They were. From Charlotte, North Carolina, they formed in 1983. It's mostly punk, but it's kind of heavy and metal, if you will. And uh, it's it's kind of yeah, brother. Their album and uh, so here's their album titles: uh, "Honor Among Thieves," "Raw Shit." "Noise for the Sake of Noise," "Destructo Blitzkrieg," "Southern Hostility." Eat more possum, hell, <laughs> here to ruin your groove. The boys from Brutalsville, 
bad will ambassadors, new blood, balls count anywhere where they made a collection of wrestling songs, obstinate and dying breed. Okay. They are described as the lyrics of anti-scene deal with the issues such as the military, a love for the South, independence and pride. Because they got a song called Fuck All (laughs) Y'all. Songs that defy political correctness. Um, Critics of the band have claimed that their lyrics are racist, homophobic, and misogynistic. However, the group has included female, African-American, and homosexual members in the past. Um, And the band has a strong love for professional wrestling. They have displayed this by making musical tributes to various wrestlers, including Cactus Jack, Sabu, Terry Funk, and Abdullah the Butcher. And they have nonspecific songs, including I'm a Babyface Killer and From Parts Unknown. I feel like Harper could have a grand old conversation with you about this band. I don't know. This band is pretty under the radar. And I'm, I mean, this is the wormhole that I can live in with bands like this and know about. It's pretty like one of my, one of my superpowers that doesn't draw any money, but (laughs) it's just phenomenal because these guys are usually out there in Danzig or Slayer or Guns N' Roses. And I mean, that's shit people know. People don't know that. People don't know that. And they pop off with whatever this is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. I just, I just want to give the people a little, a little deeper into what's going on here because we are uh, just showing that we can flex our muscles too. You know, we're not just here to, to, to do spots and, and dives and flips and talk about coming in girls faces and shit like that. We could get, we could get serious for a minute and go deep. Well, I'm confused because I know nothing about this band. Never heard a song, none of that stuff. I mean, I understand what you said, but you trust me to you trust me to carry some segments, and I appreciate that. But what I really want to get to next is speaking of hillbillies, bro, we're gonna have a Ron Wright night. Oh yeah, okay. So the next segment is a plug for Fire on the Mountain at Freedom Hall Saturday, August the twelfth, where they are gonna honor the living legend Ron Wright, which you know, rightfully so, that night. And then Chip Kessler tells us a little bit about the dream matches that will be on that show, I believe it is. And then we get this long-ass segment in the ring with heels and baby faces where the dream matches are announced. Were you a little confused watching this? I was a little confused and then I lost interest. Okay, so that's exactly what happened to me. And I was like, I am not even trying. If I would have taken notes, it would have just made my brain hurt even more. So the dream match concept in various promotions is nothing new. But basically, there are a handful of guys from the heel side and the babyface side who they gave them envelopes to. And in their envelope, they were allowed to... uh, you know, pick their dream match. So they they can, I guess, you know, pick their opponent, pick the type of match and all that stuff. And I just kind of felt like Corny was digging for something here to be able to do after the Super Bowl. Um, Is that kind of what you maybe thought too, or is that just me? 
I didn't even give it that much thought, if we're going to be real honest. Um, oh, okay. I popped on a couple of things with the Wolfman being out there, and then that weirdo got a dream match, and we'll hear more about that in a minute. Then, on the heel side, once Tommy Rich decided he didn't have one, he split the ring early while they were still in there handling stuff. I was like, man, he must be thirsty or something. Yeah, he was thirsty. Might have won how many? How ma- well, how many pitchers did you see Tommy Rich drink that night? Six, seven, maybe. That's not that bad. That sounds like a good night. Yeah, within an hour? Okay. Seven pitchers in an hour. Maybe two. Two in an hour. Something like that. that. He wouldn't stop drinking. I could do that. I mean, you'd have to piss after every cup. That's a lot of beer going down, bro. You could do that, but you couldn't wrestle after that. I'm surprised that you didn't say I couldn't wrestle before that. I, well, you couldn't, but the point being, you, you had to wrestle after. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on these dream matches? I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of this. Uh, it's. I'm not ready to shit on it, but I'm not excited about it. I, I'm not. It's no. Okay, we'll keep going. Uh, after they talk about the dream matches, Cornette turns his attention to the Super Bowl of wrestling, and he kind of just plugs it there. Um, I didn't have anything from it, Doc. Did you? Are we Are we going to talk about Buddy? What about him? Well, the what Wolfman you, comes out. Do you want to talk about that? Go ahead. It's all, the floor is yours. Well, this Wolfman, Wolfie D, now Wolfie character comes out, the Wolfman, and says, I got an envelope. And I've been back there figuring out what I want to do with it. And I want to win a match. Don't we all, pal? Don't we all? <laughs> and uh, we're all just trying to win a match. <laughs> That's all we're trying to do in life is get over one time. And he challenges uh, Cornette to a match. And Corny's like, okay, if that's how you want to play this, I'll whip your ass. And so it looks like we're going to have Corny versus the Wolfman. Again, no interest in that. Why not? I have no interest in seeing Jimmy versus the Wolfman. I think that's a little harsh. I have some mild interest in that. Mild, okay. Anything else from what we had in this segment? No. Okay. So, again, Corny starts promoting the Super Bowl of wrestling after the Wolfman decides to roll out of the ring. Uh, we then get a promo, another promo from Paul Bear and The Undertaker as they build up their appearance at the Super Bowl of wrestling. And we see the video package of The Undertaker and the WWF. Did, Doc, did you have anything from it? Was that the same promo as last week? I, I couldn't remember. I felt like it was very close if it wasn't the same yeah i did put them side by side though okay i did too i thought it was similar but i wasn't sure yeah um then we go to billy jack Mm. so i feel like we need to listen to billy jack would you get in a car would you get in a car he was driving no i wouldn't sorry me either pal no thank you he is in hindsight knowing what you know about him and just hearing him speak He's a little erratic. Yeah. I don't want to say anything more. I don't know him. Never met him. Yeah, I ain't trying to start none. I'm just saying I ain't getting in a moving vehicle that he's driving. I know guys who are, who know him, know him well. Uh, they actually, one in particular, he, he he doesn't have anything bad to say about him, but I guess he hadn't seen 
Well, on the other side. It, <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, and it's weird too because not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but when he was in world class, man, was I think right around the time he was going by Billy Jack Haynes, and I was reading the magazines about it, and it was like he was presented as such the aw shucks, I'm doing this for my dad. And then you hear him speak years on, and it's like, dude. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, wow. I'm just saying, man. No, hey, I'm, I'm not. I'm, there, ain't no, there, ain't no law, there ain't no law against being crazy, man. Look at our broads. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go to Billy Jack now, see what he's got to say. Is he's going to cut a promo right here. At the Super Bowl, August 4th in Knoxville, Brad Armstrong challenges for the USWA heavyweight title held by the huge Billy Jack Haynes. Let's hear these comments from Billy Jack. August 4th, the Super Bowl of professional wrestling, USWA heavyweight champion Billy Jack Haynes is going to be coming to Knoxville, Tennessee to take on Brad Armstrong. Now, Brad Armstrong, I've been in wrestling for 15 years, and your entire family are legends in professional wrestling. Now, I know you're a tough kid, but the USWA champion Billy Jack Haynes rules down here we got the toughest men in the uswa and if you think for one minute and i'm going to let a smoky mountain wrestling punk beat billy jack Haynes, you got another thing coming so take your 15 years of experience in the ring in knoxville tennessee in the super bowl of wrestling and i put fear into everybody in professional wrestling so get that put in your brain because you can't carry my jockstrap, punk. With me, Brad Armstrong. So, Doc, my main note is not his promo, but how much older he looks from 1985 okay. to 1995. There's that. And if you go back and hit a screenshot of that, just pause it anywhere on that. Yeah, right there. Perfect. Perfect. Bruh, if you just glance over, he looks like a knockoff Undertaker, too. Oh, because he's got the black coat with the hat. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I know, I'm not saying he, I don't, we, we're not saying he intentionally is trying that. It just, no, no, I'm just saying it is what it is. He looked, I, that's what I thought when I saw him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, he, the promo, the promo was decent. It was fine for me. I, I'm, I'm good with it. It's just, and he's he has aged. He's aged ten years, but it looks like he's aged twenty. Since since we saw him in JCP in eighty five, or even world class in eighty five. Yeah. So, okay, let's uh, keep moving. After after, well, shoot, I just moved my timestamp. Um, Jesus. Because you made me go back to a screenshot. Try to be more professional. No, Could why you? don't you try to be more professional? And of course, Brad, you got Billy Jack Haynes, the USWA title on Super Bowl in Knoxville on the 4th. But then coming up, Fire on the Mountain, you've won your dream match as well. Two big events for you. That's exactly right. I've got Billy Jack Haynes. He's a big, bad man. But, brother, like I said before, you're standing on the tracks and you're in the way of a freight train called Brad Armstrong. I'm going to mow you over, brother. I know you're a big, tough individual, but I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take that USWA title. But now I've got something that's known as a dream match. I got, I, I've chosen, I've chosen the, the envelope that had the, the letter in it that said, I get my dream. Well, here's my dream. 
here's my dream. I want Buddy Landell by himself, just with me, one-on-one, -on -one, no outside interference. So the way I can secure that, I mean, Cornette's got ways of getting in and out of the ring, even in a cage match. So here's what I've got planned. I want to put people all around the ring, station them all around the ring, just like in a lumberjack match, except this time I want everybody that surrounds that ring to have a tennis racket. So that Buddy Landell and myself, that's right, so that Buddy Landell and myself can go heads up and it can all be even. Nobody will have any more than the next guy. Everybody will have a tennis racket and when somebody gets tossed out, it's wha-pow right back in the ring. All right, so you want Landell with the tennis racks, and of course, when you go to Johnson City, you'd like to go as a USWA champion, right? That's exactly right. I'm going to take that USWA title to the ring with me, and I'm going to show love Buddy Landell, which is the only thing, the only time he'll ever get to see that belt, and then I'm going to so show the people right there in Johnson City what an ace is all about. And you've heard from Brad Armstrong. Now, let's go to a Super Bowl update. Okay, Doc, thoughts on... Brad there and talking to Billy Jack in his dream match with Buddy. I really like the line where he, you know, you're a big tough guy, but you're standing on the tracks, man. It ain't, it ain't nothing that it ain't your fault, but it's what it ain't what you can do. It's what I can do. I like that. Um, I don't picking Buddy. Well, well, my only problem with that is, is that I would have liked this to be for a title to settle the 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 squab we have with the title. So that's my slight nit pick with that is that I'm ready for them to determine how we're going to assign a Smoky Mountain champion rather than me thinking about USWA champions. Yeah, they completely just jumped over that. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, I'm just the whole dream match thing. It felt like something just pulled out of thin air to do after the Super Bowl. I'm still stuck on that. But, you know, I mean, we know things kind of go downhill, so just stay tuned, and that's that. We get a Super Bowl of wrestling plug. Doc, any thoughts on the plug that they that they play here? Oh, I didn't even write it down. I'm just telling you, man, it has that old-school wrestling supercard feel where you're bringing in people from the NWA and from USWA and the WWF, and you get those cards. Like, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. JYD wasn't a world-class guy, but he would come in for big cards because he was close by, and you could, you could bring in that air of specialness. To me, this is the last real big card that will do that in Smoky Mountain. It may be the best time they do it with all these folks coming in from different places. And it really has that old school feel. Yeah, it's a, I mean, you hit it. It's the last last big super card that they do. You, you know, this is it. All right. So we keep going. Uh, after the Super Bowl of Wrestling plug, we get, another, we get a promo. It's uh, Al Snow and Unabomb, the dynamic duo. I'm not going to play it. It's very quick. Snow announces what he wants is his dream match. Cornette will be a ref for he and Unibomb's match against the Thugs. And that was pretty much it. Doc, do you have anything else from it? I did, man. I thought it was real real just average and, I mean, not like terrible, but it just didn't do much for me. Well, all it was is they were announcing the, the dream match. Was the, right. That was the whole point that's of fine. it. And that's, yeah, 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 that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. All right. We then go to the Rock and Roll Express versus D-Lo and Killer Kyle. Mm. PG-13 on commentary. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Doc? These guys are good at their jobs. Meaning PG-13. Uh, okay, goddamn, pal, pronouns. These guys, and they, right? And they were frustrating Chip and and Les to the point where, like, we'll just, we'll leave. Screw you. <laughs> Which I uh, thought was great. I mean, that that's, 
That's a heel being a heel. It's an irritant. They are annoying little pricks is what they right. are. Right. And that's what they're supposed to be. So good on yeah. them. Yeah. Um, they did their job very well. And then I think there's an angle to be had. And see, this is where you need the time. Corny needed to be there more often or he needed some help is that, you know, our D'Lo and Kyle, the gangsters left behind, what could they do with that? Um, They could do something, but those two would have needed a mouthpiece. That's at right. At this point. Where's Kyle, the devil? We, we, yeah, we need a mouthpiece. Uh, Boy, think just, about James Mitchell coming in to manage those and going, I have discovered what I I have discovered what you what you Caucasians fear the most. I thought it was a mummy, but what I realized is it was the the African American. Mm. And he did study in Egypt, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, now he's de- and now he's dealing off the the top and bottom of the deck with these people and hitting their what is legitimately their biggest fear. Yeah. Oh, man. Is it the economy crash? Nah, man. We just don't want black people to be equal. (laughs) Well, and um, I think, uh, think, think Mitchell told me that when him and Corny got squared away, even after he was, quote, unquote, fired, the plan was maybe to bring him back, but it just never happened. So yeah, that, that would have been, that nice. been something that, to see him manage these two. Because, I mean, you do have something with D'Lo and, and Killer Kyle. Kyle can work. D'Lo can work, obviously. Something can then, happen, because, but it did because then, because then, whoever they fight could have to come back and go, you're no different than any other oppressor. You're a, come on, D'Lo, Kyle, they're, he's oppressing you just like the things you say you're against. And there's some layers to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. All right. Uh, that's a good thought. I I wouldn't have put them with him, but well, you certainly. know, I'm 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 here to book the territory, right? I bet you are. Hey, we're at hour four, and I am still fresh. I say we do another one after this. You can fucking blow me, is what you can do. Let's just keep going all day and go to two hundred. Oh God, can you imagine? What can you imagine? What like one ninety six would sound like if we just did a marathon the rest of the day and did that? Like we'd be at about. I guess we'd be about. Oh, probably six o'clock in the morning would finish tomorrow. (laughs) And I couldn't do that because you know what happened to me last night. Yeah. Pass out at 6 p.m. I wouldn't even get close to it. Okay. With that said, the rock and roll do beat D-Lo and Killer Kyle with a double drop kick. And then we go to a uh, quick Bob Armstrong promo. Um are we playing? What do you have? No, no, you don't need to. He's just out there talking talking about the punisher and he's going to find out about him and i'm like well, why are you so nosing around in somebody who hasn't what has he done wrong for you to be investigating him yeah this was weird because like i felt like it was almost like on the format sheet corny was like shit i think we need a couple more minutes so he's like bob go out there and do this i don't know if that's what happened it just kind of felt that way um and i feel like corny's usually good about timing these things out so i, I would say maybe it didn't happen but it just felt weird like Armstrong goes out there and he talks about the Punisher and how Punisher is Corny's muscle. And then Armstrong throws it to a match with Steve Armstrong versus the Punisher. And Punisher did defeat Steve in the video package. But Bob Armstrong literally says, it's my goal to find out about this Punisher guy. I need to find out more from him because he's dangerous and I need to know about him. I'm like, Bob, he's been around for a little while now. All of a sudden you want to find out about him and how dangerous he is. I mean, you knew he was the muscle. 
I don't know. It just felt weird. I'm not. We love Bob Armstrong, but uh, this storyline wise, it's not making much sense. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And that's how the show ends. So that's after that. Now we got to do disability checks. But before we do that, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's how you can get access to the video versions of these. And also, not only that, you get all the other Patreon content, the world-class shows, the ECW shows, the non-wrestling shows that we do, the pre-shows that we do, the Clash of the Champions, the pay-per-views that aren't on our regular feed, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Look, we know your broad got you some cargos and some socks and a belt for Christmas. Or maybe she even bought you some cologne you're never going to use. Tell her I really want wanted a Patreon membership and you can get it for me for five bucks a month at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And we'd appreciate it. Now, Doc, what's your disability checks? How many checks you giving this one? Uh, decent, good show. Um, not as good as last week, but certainly still um, I'm, uh, I'm on board with it. I'm going to say 8.1. All right, 8.1. Uh, I'm going to give this one a B plus. I thought it was fine. Um, definitely not as good as last week, though, so B plus. All right, uh, Government Cheese Award time. Before we give that out, remember, use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support the show without spending anything extra. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and other family members as well. It doesn't have to just be a side piece. And tell them to use it. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. You spend nothing extra except what you're buying on Amazon, and the show gets some support in return. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is government cheese war time, like I said. And I'm going to go a different direction here because I thought he was so good at what he did, even though we kind of were like, well, he's a heel. He's not a heel, but it feels like he's a heel. I'm giving it to Ricky Morton. This whole just blaming his problems on other people and his bad life decisions and him not showing up and Robert not showing up for their match last week, Ricky Morton is getting it from me because he's not a heel at this point, but he's sure rubbed, he's rubbing me as one. So I'm giving it to Ricky Morton. Who are you giving yours to, Doc? I'm going to go in a different direction. Give me the wolf, man. He got him a dream match. He cut a promo on Corny. He's got those skinny little white legs out there underneath that pelt. I'm I'm giving it to the man. The The, wolf man. This is a spoiler. The wolf man is around till the very end. Mm -hmm. Which is only 19 away, but still, it's the fact that he's there is... Wow. I can All see right. it in the I can see it in the distance though, pal. Yes, sir. All right, before we get out of here, I want to say a couple of things. Reminder, check out my friends from the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. They talk classic and current stuff. It's a great show, so check them out. They support us, so please support them. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. All right, Doc, you got anything else before we hit the hit the stop and the go-home queue and ride off into the sunset? I got to tell you, man, we've done four of these this morning. The last month that people have listened to was all recorded in a fever dream morning of Mike and I <laughs> knocking this out. 
Well, I'm feeling good, man. We've got to enjoy these episodes of Smoky Mountain because um, not only is it all coming to an end, but the but the high quality is probably coming to an end. And this has been a long ride, man. We have taken this ride. We decided we were going to take it the whole way and finish what we start. Um, so I'm just excited about the next couple of weeks because it's going to be awesome leading up and through the Super Bowl. But then we're going to have to put on our working boots. And uh, anyway, that's all I got, man. I'm feeling good. I'm going to go off and run a marathon today. Bruh, we are on the precipice of the of the promotion falling off the cliff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the precipice. Don't you love that no, word? Remember when Big E said that word that time? Yes. I love Big E. Oh, man, Big E's awesome. <laughs> all right, man. So, all right, Doc. Well, you know the drill, man. Uh, hit the go-home cue. Therefore we will be able to ride off into the sunset. Oh, okay. Well, book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to give the patrons out there a special shout out. Thank you to all the patrons out there who make this show possible twice per week, each and every week, along with the patron content we that we post uh, uh, as much as we can for you all. So thank you very much for being patrons. We appreciate it. It's It means the world to us. And uh, I just want to say thank you. I always do at the end of the show. And um, here's another time. Thank you very much for your support. Also, I want to give a special shout out to all of our Hall of Fame patrons out there. Isaac Pendley at Hey, it's Isaac on Twitter. Eagle underscore one. Kangol Fett. Lee Russell. MDQ for life. George Davis. Kevin Carter. Michael Angel. Bob Richards. Rocky Suazo. Christopher Champer. Will Harkey. Robbie Dyson. Rick Beebe. Brad Dunyfin. Tom Schlegel. Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase. Steve Malbasa. Kenny Byersdorf. Glenn Abbott, who's at G.A. Russell Nutt on Twitter. Bobby Murray. Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. My boy Marlon. Keep cutting those promos, kid. 
Everybody on the Facebook group loves when I say that, I guess. Uh, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classic.